college basketball is back. The Sharp and the Square is back. Matt Howe alongside Justin Santu. Day one of the betting previews of the first day of the season. And man, Justin, we are pumped, man. I mean, how, how excited are you for Tuesday night's games? Dude, I so I'm, I'm a Jew. I don't know what it feels like on Christmas Eve, but this is, I have to imagine this is, uh, this is the way it feels. I am, I'm giddy, bro. This is my favorite time of the year. I love college basketball. Um, I was talking to our, our friend Jake, uh, really, you know, I was talking to our friend Jake earlier this, uh, this, this morning about yeah. how like the college basketball season is like a full rising action. And then yeah. that first weekend of the NCAA tournament, this shit climaxes. And I'm just like, it's like a it's like a three month party, and I just I can't wait. It's my favorite time of the year. We had so much fun last year, making so much money. Um, and I just want to do it again this year. Yeah, every night. It's every night, dude. It's every night. We're gonna be meeting every night, breaking down all the all the games we think have some value on the card. This is our fifty sixth episode. It's season two, episode two of this season. We had a Big Ten preview come out last week uh, because we thought that was the most important conference. Little warm up. <laughs> Get our, get our feet wet again in the podcasting game, but we're back at it here. Uh, season two, episode two, episode 56 in total. Let's get right into it. It's an okay slate. Uh, there's a couple of really key, good key games. Uh, and let's start with the heavyweight, Kentucky versus Duke. It's at Madison Square Garden. And Mr. Santub, you're going to be in attendance for this game. I will be. I mean, what better way to start the college basketball season than to bring in the Champions Classic with some money on the line? Um uh, yeah, I'll be there. Um, I'm pumped. Um, I, uh, Kentucky's a team that I have a future on to win the national title. I think they have a very high ceiling. Um, I don't necessarily believe that's the case with Duke. Uh, it's going to be a great night of college basketball, Kansas, Michigan state, Kentucky, Duke, all at the garden. Um, are you asking me my, my, my ideas on the game? No, yeah. Think? So let's get into it. The line is one and a half in favor of Duke. Yep. Uh, I know your initial thoughts are you like Kentucky in the game. I do. Um, at this point in the season, it's so early. There's no data on any team. Like really, you're just you're just banking on the fact that your offseason research is better than whatever statistical algorithm that that Vegas is going to use. Right. Uh, and I have put together my my research, and I you know I've got my power ratings. I think Kentucky comes into this season as one of the top teams in the country. Um, I think I have them ranked fourth in my in my rankings. I've got them as a 98 power rating. Like they're they're pretty up there. I, I see very little weakness on this team. I think they'll shoot the ball better. Uh, I think they'll rebound ferociously. Um, they've got some really high-powered, talented recruits coming in. Some big-time transfers. They also return their two best players from last year's team. Like people don't want people aren't talking about that. Like they're talking about Kentucky's newcomers, which is huge. I mean, they they revamped the roster, but the guys that they carried over. You know, Keon Brooks, Davion Mintz, those were their two best players last year, especially when Kentucky started to click down the stretch. That's something yeah. to keep in mind. Um, I don't love Duke's roster. I don't think they are deep. They really only go about six or seven deep, or this is a Kentucky team that goes, you know, 10 or 11 deep. Uh, what it comes down to is I think Kentucky's just a better better basketball team, um, more experience. Um, Duke will play three freshmen and like really count on them where I don't think Kentucky's necessarily counting on their freshmen that much. And, you know, my number is Kentucky minus three. Like I think Duke's a good team. I think Kentucky could be a great team. So, okay. I'm getting Kentucky with, with a point and a half. I, I love it. So give me the cats. 
All right, here's my here's my yeah. uh, my square take on the game. Give it to me. Square take on the game. Will the NCAA allow Coach K to lose in his last ever first game of the season in Madison Square Garden? It, it it's you know it's it's a uh, it's a it's not very valid, but it's a it's a funny thing to think about that you know it is a huge game for for coach K for Duke, for, you know, everyone watching and, you know, the public, the public tends to back Duke in these things. And um, it, it, it'll just be interesting to see what the, uh, what the, how coach K comes out and is with this, you know, roster that has a couple of, you know, huge freshmen on it, including Paolo Banchero, obviously everyone's in really looking to see what he can do. AJ Griffin, um top 50 recruit is in there as well for the blue devils so it'll be interesting and then another story small storyline surrounding this game is kentucky was in the news recently because they almost lost a scrimmage against miles college uh i know that doesn't scare you away at all doesn't really scare me away at all you i think miles college made like seven of their first three-point attempts in the game so i think it was just kind of one of those games where you know team gets hot they get lucky and Kentucky obviously won the game. They were losing at halftime, but I just – your thoughts on those two minor uh, um, additions yeah. to this game. So, interesting. I, the, the Coach K take is is definitely a concern. I mean, yeah. does – I mean, the farewell tour is a real thing. Um, Duke will have a home court advantage at the Garden. They have yep. – their fans will be there. I mean, they all – MSG is like Cameron Indoor Stadium North. I mean, that's like a thing. So, I am I am factoring that in for sure. Uh Coach K should get the benefit of the doubt from the refs. I don't, yep. I, I don't disagree. Um, but I don't know. That's yeah. That's that is what it is. I just that's not it's a not, reason enough to bet Duke. No. Um, then on the flip side, I am not scared by Kentucky being in a battle. I mean, Coach Cal is is trying, you know, different different rotations, trying to figure out what works. Um, I, I think he's got a good feel on what what he wants to do, and I I, I just. That 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 scares that doesn't scare me at all. I mean, the, this exhibitions don't matter. They don't matter. Yep. So yep. And you know me, I'm a huge Duke hater. When in doubt, fuck Duke. So that's uh that's my square take on it. And I, I like to pick as well. I will be on Kentucky as well. So let's move on. The other game in the Garden is Kansas at Michigan State, or not at, but Kansas versus Michigan State in the Garden. It tips off before Kentucky and Duke. Uh, Kansas right now a four and a half point favorite. A Michigan State team that got hot at the end of last season, really played their way into the NCAA tournament, but it's a Kansas team that's ranked very highly and they're loaded this year. Yeah. I have Kentucky as uh, Kentucky, excuse me. I have Kansas as my number one team in the country. Uh, right. I know a lot of people love Gonzaga, but I, every time I look at this Kansas roster um, when they're at full strength, like I think there are, there is no weakness. Um, they can score in so many different ways. Now Jalen Wilson will be out. He, uh, he was suspended for three games, DUI, um, he is a starter for them. Really good player, good defender, um, good scorer, can score at all three levels. Like he's a really important player for them. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to matter so much against Michigan State. Uh, my line in the game is more like Kansas by five, five and a half. So I do have a slight edge on the Jayhawks. I think they are just a better team because um, I look at Michigan State's roster and we talked about it on the Big Ten preview pod. Like it's kind of bleak. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you don't really know who's the go-to guy. Um, like who is the, who is Michigan state's best player? Is it Tyson Walker, the transfer from a colonial athletic association school? Is it Joey Hauser, who was kind of 
weak in the Big Ten last year. Yeah. Like Max Christie, a five-star recruit, but not like a can't miss five-star. Like who is their best player? It's definitely not Gabe Brown. Like what what is Michigan State's? I think they have got a lot of question marks, and I don't think this this roster is ready for a Kansas challenge right at the gate. I just don't think they're ready for it. Um, They'll fight. They'll scrap. They'll claw. Um, I'm probably going to end up being on Kansas just because I'm at the game. But, like, the number I'd want to to make a really good bet on it is three and a half. I don't think that's going to come. I think four would be okay. But uh, four and a half, I'm just going to have to recommend staying away. I just – it's a hard lean to Kansas, and I just don't see how you get there on Michigan State. Uh, Kansas, of course, adds Remy Martin from Arizona State, one of the – so he's immediately going to be paired with Ochai Agbaji. So those two guys are – man, they're going to be some killers for Bill Self this season in Kansas. And, yeah. I mean, last year, Justin, it was a running joke with us. Every time we bet Kansas, it seemed like they didn't cover. Um, yeah. They were kind of a letdown team last year in a lot of games. It's been that way, for, been that way forever on fucking Kansas. Yeah. We've uh, we've had our we've had me and you specifically have had our beef with Kansas dating back to our days at Rutgers and betting them. Um, yep. <laughs> so we are definitely burned a little there. But so you like the number at like three and a half or four. I I think I'm going to be on Kansas at four and a half. I just think that they have the talent there. Um, but it's hard to it's it's hard to doubt Tom Izzo, great coach, obviously, and he's going to have his guys ready to play. No doubt about it. Uh, but I just really like the talent that Kansas brings. And it's just, I think going to be too much for Michigan state to handle. So I really do like them to cover the four and a half, but uh, that, that number might only go up um, as you get close to game time. Yeah, maybe it opened, I think at five and a half and it came down, it came down to four at one point today. And I I missed it um, because I was working. It did come down to four. Uh, It's back up to four and a half. I I think, I think it'll close around that four and a half, five number. Um, Yeah. Yeah, we'll see, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to play Kansas. That's going to be a play for me. I know it's a strong lean for you. I, I like the I like the four and a half points with the Jayhawks there. We'll see if they burn me early. If they burn me early, I'm never betting them again this season. So that's how that will No work. way. <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's a good it's a good early test for Michigan State, though. It should be a good game. But four yeah. and a half points, I like the Jayhawks by five. Um, all right. There's a couple games that you want to talk about that are, those are the two really, you know, big games, the two, um, both taking place at Madison square garden. Um, now the other games on the slate, Justin, you have done extensive research, you know, more than me on these teams. Uh, I like to wait a week or two into the season and, you know, you start to see some trends and you start to see what teams, especially the middle of the road teams, you know, how they're playing and, it, it makes it definitely a little easier. I think the first week of the college basketball season is tricky for, you know, obvious reasons. But uh, one game that you like is Belmont at Ohio. Break down that game and what's the side and the spread. Yeah, so this is a really good mid-major game. Like, these are two of the top mid-major teams in the country. Um, hmm. Belmont returns all five starters from a team that was excellent last year. Their point guard, Grayson Murphy, is stupendous. Um, they shoot the three really well. Casey Alexander does an awesome job with them. Like they are a really good basketball team. Um, they've got a test. I mean, they go on the road to Ohio. Jeff Bowles does an awesome job at Ohio. Two very similar teams. They like to shoot the three. They're, they're big guys are um, not very athletic, but are used in a multitude of ways offensively. Um, Ohio lost their best player off of an NCAA tournament team. 
They replaced him with a young kid named, named Mark Sears, who's supposed to be really good as well. I think a lot of people like Belmont. Belmont is the, the flavor of the month, um, if you will, in the mid-major circles. And I think there's a lot of reason for it. I mean, they've been a really good mid-major program for a while. They were great last year. They returned. Um, I mean, they lost in, the, in their conference championship game, so we didn't get to see them in the NCAA tournament. But really good basketball team. Return everybody. Um, but they're three-and-a-half-point favorites at Ohio. And Ohio's got a really good basketball team. They bring back four starters from last year's team. They, they bring in a transfer from Xavier, Jason Carter, who started his career at Ohio where he was an all-Mac player. Like, this is a really good Ohio team. Now, um, one of their best players, Dwight Wilson III, who is a double-double machine, great post player, he's out. He's injured for this game. Um, so I think that is something to factor in for Ohio. But they brought in Jason Carter, transfer from Xavier. I think he'll be able to – kind of help out a little bit in, in the post. I, I think kind of uh, mitigate Dwight Wilson's absence. And I mean, Ohio at home on opening night off the NCAA tournament, a lot of juice in the building um, still returned four starters from that team. Like, I mean, that's something to consider. And I think the fact that they're getting three and a half is just, it's too much. I have it. I have a closer to a pick them, maybe Belmont by one without Dwight, Dwight Wilson, the third. So I, I, I got to trust my number and I'm taking Ohio plus three and a half. All right. Three and a half with the Bobcats. Uh, all right, I like it. The mid-major play there, start us off strong. Last season, we had a segment called Mid-Major Matt. Uh, that was my mid-major picks. I'm going to have to put that segment on pause, and I need a week or two in the season, and that that will get rolling around again, and I will be picking some mid-major games every night, hopefully. Um, but another game that, Justin, you really like is Louisiana Tech at Alabama now. Out, all right, not really like you're shaking your head, but it's a game that we're going to talk about here. Um, yeah, Alabama is a team that I love to watch last year. They were so much fun, um, just run and gun, shoot the three. Uh, Nate Oates has done a fantastic job there in the SEC with the Crimson Tide. Uh, they're playing a Louisiana Tech team who's off a NIT finals trip uh, last season, and Alabama is a 11 and a half point favorite in the game. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's – I have it as a very, very sharp line, Matt. Um, like, I, I think my number is Alabama by 11 maybe. Um, right. I have, I have it as – I have it as Alabama 11 and a half. Uh, even with that, like, I think if they're – if you're going to play a side, like, the side would be Louisiana Tech. Um, their best player, Kenneth Lofton Jr., is a six foot seven, like, 275-pound, just – beast in the post finishes everything great footwork great hands only a sophomore and i think where alabama is weakest is inside so i think louisiana tech might have that kind of matchup advantage um we saw alabama kind of struggle to get going out of the gates last season they weren't really the dominant force that we saw them in sec play uh back in november december they lost at home to western kentucky um they lost stanford on a neutral like they were not what we saw Alabama become. They were not that, that team in, in November. So I, I don't have a play here. Um, I just think it's a really good game. I mean, Louisiana Tech's a team that has a, a really good chance to win the Conference USA. Alabama's obviously a top 15, top 20 team in the country. Um, but it's not an easy game for, for the Crimson Tide on opening night. Louisiana Tech's confident. They're talented. Uh, they got a really good roster, well-coached. And, and Kenneth Lofton Jr. Is, is a, could end up being a national name if Louisiana Tech gives Alabama hell. Uh, on opening night, which I think is, is totally a possibility, but no play for me. I don't have nearly yeah. the edge I eat on it. So staying away. 
So it'll be a good test for the Crimson Tide right out of the gate against a tough mid-major team there. Uh, Nate Oates, I'm sure he'll have his guys ready to go. They have a good roster. Uh, you know, you look at Alabama, Javon Quinterly, J.D. Davison, Gene Shackelford, all guys that are going to be impact players for that Crimson Tide team. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't have a play on the game either. Um, I don't know much about Louisiana Tech. You obviously think they can definitely keep it within covering that spread, so that's enough for me to stay away. Uh, another game that you want to talk about that you do have a play on is Pepperdine and Rice. Or is it Pepperdine or Pepperdine? It's Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Yeah, this this is a game that I have had Matt circled for weeks. Once I saw the schedule start coming out, and you know, you're looking for what games might be of interest on opening night. This is the one that I circled. I love Rice. Um, okay. They are my dark horse to win the Conference USA. They return everybody from a team that uh, was just an offensive juggernaut at times last season. I mean, I look at this Rice roster. They shoot the three so well. Travis Evie, Quincy, Oliveri, like they are two guards that will shoot a ton of threes and shoot them at an incredibly high percentage. They're big man in the middle, Max Fielder, Fiedler, whatever his name is. He is he's an awesome passer, finishes everything at the rim. Not a great athlete, but like he, he is – the engine in that offense. And they bring in a transfer from UMass, Carl Pierre, who has been a same type of guy, like high volume, high percentage three-point shooter. This team is built for offense. They will not be very good defensively. I don't really care about that right now. They are going to be great offensively. They're going to make a ton of shots. And now you've got Pepperdine coming in, losing their two best players, like two awesome players. Colby Ross was one of the best point guards in the country. He's gone. Um, they also lost their their leading rebounder and their best three-point shooter uh, to actually the NBA draft. I'm spacing on his name right now, but it doesn't really matter. Um, now they got to go all the way down to, to Houston from California. Pepperdine, not really a great defensive team. They love to play an up-tempo, shoot-the-three type game. It just right. plays right into Rice's hands, and Rice is just better at it. Uh, my number's closer to like seven and a half, eight. Um, but I just love the matchup. I think there's a huge advantage for Rice, uh, and I think that they make a statement. I actually think they, they, they blow them out on opening night. This, this is a really – this one is I'm, – I'm pumped to, to bet on this one. Cool. I, I love no, I love that. And I saw it earlier at four and a half, and I bet it at four and a half. We were talking about this earlier in the day, and it's up to five and a half right now. So we'll see where that number closes at. Right now it's at five and a half. Uh, but, Justin, you say you like it, you know, up to seven or eight points. Um, yeah, I mean, my number is like seven and a half, eight. I'd probably take it to six and a half. Okay, cool, cool. Um, all right, another game that you really, really like, we've been talking about this game as well, is FIU at Georgia. And yes. Mr. Santu, you think Georgia is the worst power five team in the country this season. Why? Um, have you looked at their fucking roster? <laughs> it's all they, transfers. They, it's, it's, it's all transfers, and it's not even like – no, no impact transfers you like like sometimes like you like kentucky's got all transfers texas yeah. is all transfers they're all impact transfers even some right. of the even some of the other teams like like seton hall for example like they added Kadari richmond they added alexis jetna they added impact transfers georgia did not add impact transfers unless aaron cook who came over from gonzaga where he was like their fourth best guard unless he is awesome for georgia like they have nothing their right. roster is in shambles, and like I'm Tom Crean, like he wasn't even a very good coach when they had talent. You know what I mean? 
Like he wasn't even a good coach when they had talent. Now right. they don't have talent. Right, right. What? what there's nothing that uh, I, I just I, – Georgia's really bad. So this is not really so much a bet on FIU um, as much as it is a bet against Georgia. Like I think they are terrible. Now, here's my opinion on Florida International. They were one of the worst teams in the Conference USA last year. But two years before that, the two, the, the two seasons before that, they weren't that bad. They were a, a middle-of-the-pack Conference USA team. Um they play an incredible high intensity pressure defense, full court press. Um, they added in some really good transfers, one from Vanderbilt, Cleavon Brown, and, and one from, from Quinnipiac. Uh, I'm spacing on his name, but um, I have it written down here. Yeah, Seth Pinckney, who's seven foot one, two awesome shot blockers. Their coach um, in an interview last week, Jeremy Ballard, was saying, like, this is the, the best team I've had. They're the deepest. They're the longest. They're the most athletic. They're the hungriest. They play the most together. Like, just talking up his team. I think FIU is pretty common. This is a new season. Like, like good roster, returned a lot of key guys. Like, the guys that want to be there, like, decided they want to be there. They could have transferred out. They didn't. They brought in some key transfers. Like, this is, a, this is an FIU team that has a fresh start. I think there's enough talent in the program. Um, and the way they play defense, like they're just high pressure, like intensity. This is Georgia's on upset alert on opening night. Like I wouldn't be surprised if I, if FIU went in there and as like a, a plus 600 money line dog pulled out a win. So I like FIU plus 11, 11 and a half, 10 and a half. I'm not sure what it is now, but I take it nine and a half or better. All right, there you have it. And I don't bet. I don't bet college basketball money lines, but I just I have to say, like, if there's if there was ever a game to throw five or ten bucks on a on a big money line dog like FIU on opening night at Georgia is, I love it. They're plus five hundred right on the, the money line. Yeah, right as the the college football playoff top twenty five is coming out, like oh, Georgia football, like come on, FIU baby. FIU yeah, no, no, definitely not a lot of juice around that Georgia basketball program, no. given their football team right now, number one in the country and appears to be absolutely dominant. All right. Uh, one more game that you had circled on this slate of opening night games is Miami, Ohio against Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia Tech is home and they are 10 and a half point favorites. What is your take on this one? Yeah, I don't have a play on this game, but it is an interesting one. So I, I did not anticipate the line coming down this far, but Georgia Tech loses their two best players from last year's team that, for all intents and purposes, overachieved. Jose Alvarado was their heart and soul of point guard. He's gone. Moses Wright was the ACC player of the year. He's gone. Um, so I think Georgia Tech's naturally going to take a step back. Like, they're not a, a top-tier program. They don't, they don't um, reload. They rebuild. And – you know, you lose your two best players, it's it's going to be tough to, to reload. Um, meanwhile, Miami, Ohio comes to town. They were a solid MAC team last year. They were above 500 in conference play, and the MAC is a very good mid-major league, some really good teams. Um, they return everybody, like everybody. Right. Their top nine players are all back. Um, now, I don't think they have a great team, but, like, I mean, if you went 10 and nine in the Mac last year and you return everybody, like you're, you're probably going to be towards the top half of the Mac. And I got three guys that I think have all conference potential. I just think Georgia tech could be, could be in some trouble. I haven't played this yet. I'm going to need like a 12 to play it. My number is like Georgia tech by nine and a half. Um, and even so like this would be kind of a half unit. Cause I haven't watched much of Miami, Ohio. Like I don't have a great feel on it. Yeah. Uh, but it's just one that, that, I mean, Georgia tech's in trouble. Like, I'm trying to pick out a game that might sure. be want to take another, like, like shot on a money line, big money line dog going on the road in a, in a buy game on a, on opening night. Like I think Miami, Ohio is pretty live as well. 
All right. Uh, there's one game I want to ask you about. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this at you because I this is a total surprise. Um, what do you know about Bellarmine? I know that it's pronounced Bellarmine. Bellarmine. Dude, that's just uh, Pepperdine, Pepperdine, Bellarmine, Bellarmine. It's not pronounced Bellarmine either. It's also not Bellarmine. I think it's Bellarmine, actually. Bellarmine? Yeah, Bellarmine. Yeah, it's got an E at the end, but I guess it's a silent I. All right, Bellarmine. Like, 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 like those uh, – have you ever heard the Brian Reagan um, bit about names? Like Caroline, Carolyn, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. You mess that one up, and they'll never let you hear the end of it. Yeah, it's one of those He's ones. A- yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. Well, did you know anything about Bellarmine? No. No. Okay. Well, year two for them in, in D1. So Purdue hosts them in Mackey Arena, and Purdue's a 21 and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm very high on Purdue this season. I think they're the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, 21 and a half points just seems like Mackey Arena is like one of the top, like just most electric college basketball arenas when the fans are there and. It's just such a historic site, and Purdue always plays well there, it seems like. Uh, they're 21 and a half. This is my blind bet on opening night, but I like Purdue to cover that, knowing nothing about Bellarmine, uh, and obviously not even knowing how to pronounce the name of their school correctly. Uh, Purdue, you know, they return all five stars, Travion Williams. I just, 21 and a half. I, this is a game, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they win by 40. Okay. I uh, I don't disagree. That's a really good that's a really good blind find. I mean, who yeah. the hell knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who the hell knows? That's one of those things. Um, just trying to find any type of like. Blind so, find. Yeah, not even blind find. Like I'm trying to find any type of like reference point. So Bellerman went to Duke last year and lost by 22. And I think Purdue is better than. Uh, Duke was last year. Like, how are they? How are they stopping Zach Eady? Right. Like, there, right. There's no shot. They have anybody like they, they don't Seven have the, or taller. Yeah. You know, there's no way they have the, the cavalry of bigs that can, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, you might as well look at what the first half number is there too. Yeah, that's, that is true. We get a double down here. Uh, I'm not getting a first half number, but it is 21 and a half points and I just bet it. So uh, Purdue minus 21 and a half is my blind bet of the night. I got to have something like that. That's, you know, that's what the square does on this podcast. He finds a, he finds little things like that, pronounces the name of the opposing team wrong and hits click. Um, all right, Mr. Santu, anything else you want to talk about in this opening night of games? No, I am all good on this opening night. Uh, quick recap, right? Um, for me, Kentucky plus one and a half. Rice minus four and a half. What'd you, what is, you said it's up to minus five and a half. I'm just, five, I'll just tell you. Five and a half right now, but yeah. No, here's, so here, I'm just going to put it this way. I would take Kentucky as a pick or better. I would take Rice minus six and a half or better. I would take Florida international plus nine and a half or better. And um, I would take Ohio plus three or better. So there you go. All right. I am. I'm pretty much on consensus with you. I'm adding Kansas to my card. I like them at minus four and a half against Michigan state. Uh, Just mostly because that's, it's an early game. It's a six o'clock start. I'm going to be watching it for sure. So I, I, you know, I'm picking Kansas in that one. I, and I said earlier, I just think they're, they have much, much more talented roster and they get it done. Uh, And then Purdue is my, my other pick that, uh, you know, I endorse as a blind bet. So, you know, take it or leave it, do with it what you will, but 21 and a half at Mackey arena against Bellarmine. Yeah. I think we're saying that correctly. Bellarmine, Bellarmine, Bellarmine. Yeah. Whatever. 
doesn't matter. Uh, so those are the plays. I, I'm so excited for this season, though, bro. We had a great – we had 54 episodes last year. Uh, we're going to have even more this year. No, you were year. right. You were right. It, it's Bellarmine. There you go. Why, why, why are you doubting me, bro? Because heard, not- I've heard Bellarmine on, on all podcasts, but I just Google it. It's Bellarmine. Because I said Pepperdine wrong? Well, you did say that one wrong. So it is – it's Pepperdine. It's Pepperdine. Not Pepperdine. No. Oh, Okay. But anyway, yeah, we're, we're super excited. We had 50-plus episodes last year. We're going to have even more this year, trying to get this out daily. Uh, okay. You know, 20 minutes or less for most of these pods. We're just going to go right into the games on each slate every night. Justin does an ex- a great job of breaking it down. I love adding my two cents. And I, I like to learn as I go. I'm more of a uh, field out as the season goes on. Justin came loaded with all the preseason knowledge. He's an absolute nut. You should see his Google sheets that he has with his ratings and his, he just has way too much time on his hands basically. Um, but uh, uh, Justin, enjoy the games tomorrow night at MSG. I'm really jealous. Yeah, I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. Hopefully I can win some money uh, while, while, while watching. I'm actually pissed because I will, I'm going to miss the Duke Kentucky game. I've had this concert that I'm going to that I've had tickets for, for months now. It is a English punk jazz band that's playing this really tiny venue in philly man i mean i'm deep into the music scene in philly and it's it's gonna be a sick time but uh i'll be definitely following along on my phone and i'm gonna i'll I'll watch a probably a replay of the game anyway but all right so we will be back wednesday another decent slate on wednesday um best of luck taylor fade best of luck that's what we like to say here and uh justin i will talk to you tomorrow